Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of The Sheila Zielinski Show. Thank you for tuning into the program today. We have a great guest. And before I get to my guest, I just want to remind people, make sure that you are subscribed to my podcast. You can find it there at iTunes. There's also other ways to listen to the program. If you go to SheilaZelinski.com and you see there's a set of headphones over to the left-hand side, you can just click on those headphones and it'll bring up a variety of ways to listen. Make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel so that you can be up to date on all the shows. And again, you can take the show on the go by downloading the podcast as well. If you are not following me on social media, make sure that you are. The information is up on your screen. On Instagram, it's just Sheila Zelinsky, all one word. Twitter, at Real Sheila Z, all one word. And Facebook, Real Sheila Z. And you can find all of this information I'm talking about if you jump on over there too. SheilaZelinski.com. This broadcast is 100% listener supported. It's commercial free, no advertising, no interruptions. And I would very much appreciate it if you would consider getting behind this ministry. The information's up on your screen. You can simply go to SheilaZelinski.com. There's a pink donate button. You can't miss it. You've asked for it, and we've made a lot of really easy ways to support this ministry, including Cash App, Venmo, Zelle, and of course, PayPal. And you can also send a check or money order to Sheila Zielinski Ministries, P.O. Box 396, Woodland Hills, California, 91365. Your support is greatly appreciated, and I would like to thank all my faithful supporters. Please know that we pray for all our faithful supporters. And I want to just say thank you to the ones that do support this ministry. Well, I want to jump right into the program. My guest today is a very good friend of the program, and he is bringing a very powerful message. I think you're going to get tremendous breakthrough from this message today. So without further ado, I want to introduce my own personal pastor, Pastor Monty Mulkey from WCCD.com. Pastor Monty, welcome to the program. I'm just going to hand you the mic, and you take it away on this incredible teaching. Thank you so much, Sheila. It is so good to be back on a show with you, and uh, I always look forward to that, and, and hopefully this will be a blessing to your listeners today. And I entitled this today, Living Under the Curse of Cruelty, and we want to look at a family line curse and some evil spirits that travel down the family line that often are responsible for some people living in a place where it seems like everybody's reaching out to abuse them. This is a very discouraging and devastating area, but yet we do have answers for it, and there's deliverance for this. So we want to go to God's Word today and look at this and hopefully answer some of the questions when it comes to a spirit of cruelty and how it operates on a family line. So with that, Matthew 5-7 gives us a verse that says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So, in fact, this is a great topic. I did an entire series on giving and receiving mercy. But here we see that God says, those that give and receive mercy shall obtain mercy. And this is kind of the opposite of cruelty. Again, we're going to answer some of the questions why 
so many evils can happen in a person's life. There is a long-term curse that comes from God upon those guilty of being cruel. There are ancestral effects that continue on down through the family lineage, and it's very possible that in your ancestry that your father, grandfather, grandmother, great-grandfather, that one of them actually was very cruel to people. Instead of being merciful and obtaining mercy, obtaining mercy for their entire lineage, they may have obtained a curse of cruelty. So we do know it's a family line curse, and curses are easy to break, folks. It's done by prayer of faith because Christ Jesus finished that work, but sometimes we have to apply it. Colossians 2.14, Jesus blotted out the handwriting of ordinances against us, taking it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And so that's what we use as a curse breaker. And so you just pray the prayer of faith. Father, in Jesus' name, we come against and break off this curse of cruelty on our family lineage. If you know more specific which side of the family, it's great. If you don't, then just go with the generic prayer. Let's look at this as we study God's Word. You know, God does allow things to people to reap the consequences of their actions. We do reap what we sow. Judges 9.23 tells us, God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the men of Shechem. And the men of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech, that the cruelty done to the threescore and ten sons of Jerubbabel might come and their blood be laid upon Abimelech, their brother, which slew them. So we see here, the point here is that whenever a person or nation goes into captivity or slavery, they are actually reaping what was sowed by way of them being cruel to other people. So any nation, any people anybody that moved into slavery, actually the nationality is reaping what they sowed. In essence, they were cruel to somebody else first. The way out, of course, comes through repentance, asking forgiveness of sins of the fathers or your personal sins. I mean, if your person has trouble with cruelty, the message today should convince you that you want to learn how to become merciful. Often what happens with the living under the curse of cruelty, people often blame God or his instrument of judgment for the cruelty, but that doesn't solve the problem. So punishment of being cruel to other people is cruelty visited back upon you and your descendants. So hint, if you're being treated cruelly, it could be a fruit of your own actions of cruelty or your sins of your fathers. Ezekiel 18, verse 18 tells us, As for his father, because he cruelly oppressed, spoiled his brother by violence, and did that which is not good among his people, lo, even he shall die in his iniquity. I want to stop there for a minute. Iniquity is as the sin of witchcraft. And, and by the way, you look, we see a point here where the brother was spoiled by the violence or cruelly oppression. And this is one way that people spoil their children is by abusing them. And you can read the entire chapter down through verse 23 if you want for your own studies. But what we're seeing is ultimately it brings a curse of death. The spirit of cruelty, the family line curse of cruelty brings in death, premature death. And that's 
another spirit we can cast out, and it's not something that you want in your life. Jeremiah 30, verse 12, tells us, Thus saith the Lord, Thy bruise is incurable, and thy wound is grievous. There is none to plead thy cause, that thou may be bound up. Thou hast no healing medicines. All thy lovers have forgotten thee. They seek thee not, for I have wounded thee with the wound of an enemy, with the chastisement of a cruel one. Now, this is a verse we often use coming against spirits of abuse. But if you feel as if you have incurable emotional wounds that are just grievous, you can't hardly stand it, you can't bear it, bitterness, anger is your way of life, and everybody leaves you, rejects you, etc. We see that this is a chastisement of a cruel one, a cruel messenger. And this is a spirit that, again, comes on the family line because someone somewhere was cruel to other people. It says, for the multitude of thy iniquity, because thy sins were increased. Why criest thou for thy affliction? Thy sorrow is incurable for the multitude of thine iniquity, because thy sins were increased. I have done these things unto thee. So I want to point out that we're seeing God allow the consequences of cruelty to travel down a family lineage or onto a person or the family because basically they were not merciful to people. Instead, they were cruel. Next verse, 16. Therefore, all they that devour thee shall be devoured. All thy adversaries, every one of them shall go into captivity. They that spoil thee shall be a spoil. All that prey upon thee will I give for a prey. For I will restore health unto thee. I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. Now, this is good news because God is showing us there is a way out of this. You can be healed of your wounds. And the people responsible for the cruelty will receive the rewards for their being cruel. But bruise, wounds, grievous and incurable until repentance is what we're seeing. And then reading this chapter, we see then we have God's correction by captivity or being spoiled. Again, I want to bring in a point that whenever a person or nation goes into captivity or slavery, there's a reason why that happened. They are reaping what was sowed by way of being cruel to others, particularly through their ancestors. And again, the way out, of course, through this curse of cruelty is through repentance and asking forgiveness. And you can ask forgiveness of the sins of your fathers if it's having an effect upon you or the lineage. All you have to do is pray, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask forgiveness for the sins of our forefathers of being cruel, and we break off all the judgments, iniquities, uh, problems that are coming on the family lineage now because of them. Genesis 49 verse 6 tells us, O my soul, come not thou into their secret unto their assembly. My honor, be not thou united, for in their anger they slew a man. In their self-will they dig down a wall. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. Now, I want you to see here as well that when we talk about cruelty, cruelty, the spirit of cruelty doesn't just work alone. You're going to see it tied together with this anger. And we've done many, multiple messages on the spirit of anger, you know, alcoholic rage, fierceness, wrathness, self-will, 
All of these are manifestations sometimes of the cruelty. Now let's see what God says. Cursed be their anger. It was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Sometimes this spirit causes God to allow consequences to come upon the actions, family. For example, a person being cruel, so God lets that come upon them. And so families get divided or scattered or we could say back to enslavement again when people are cruel. Now, at first glance, you may, you know, we'll look at this topic and we say, yeah, this is a a spirit. Uh, It's pretty strong, powerful spirit. But I want you to see to what degree God is really against cruelty. God has an extreme hatred for people that are cruel, and he causes a judgment to come upon the sins of cruelty. And God requires that we are merciful and loving. We are to be transformed into the image of Christ. And so for people to just be cruel, vicious, anger, wrathful, fierce, for no reason at all, God is against that. And there's an area that can get you in trouble with God. It's this area of cruelty. You can't just have a bad day, hair day, and Venge all your cruelty upon other people. Follow me. Isaiah 19.3 says, The spirit of Egypt shall fail in the midst thereof. I will destroy the counsel thereof. They shall seek to the idols, to the charmers, and to them that have familiar spirits, and to the wizards, and the Egyptians, will I give over into the hand of a cruel lord. Now, remember how the Egyptians treated the children of Israel, and they enslaved them, and they made their work harder and harder, more bricks, less straw, and they were fierce, and God's people were oppressed because of the hardness of the way. And so here in Isaiah, God says, I'm going to give the Egyptians over to a cruel Lord. In other words, they're going to reap what they sowed. A fierce king shall rule over them, saith the Lord, and the water shall fail from the sea, the river shall be wasted and dried up, that sounds like some people's finances, and they shall turn the rivers far away, and the brooks of defense shall be emptied, dried up, the reeds and flags shall wither, the paper reeds by the brooks, the mouth of the brooks, and everything sowed by the brooks shall wither and be driven away and be no more. The fishers also shall mourn, All those that go fishing in the brook shall lament. They that spread nets on the water shall languish. Moreover, they that work in fine flax, they that weave networks shall be confounded, and they shall be broken in the purposes thereof, all that makes sluices and ponds for fish. I mean, here is, that's a real picture of financial destitution and nothing working out, nothing going good. But the root cause of it is because they were cruel. Cruelty is a word, an action, a generalizing term that describes many different actions or responses that a person does. Because they were cruel, cruel acts bring a quick, swift, decisive, unrelievable response from God, unless there's repentance. Exodus 6.2, God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord, and I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty, 
but my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. And also I have established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of the pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I have also heard the groanings of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians kept in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. Say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rid you out of their bondage. I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. And I will take you to me for people. I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord, your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians or from living under a cruel taskmaster, I will bring you into the land concerning the which I did swear to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you for a heritage. I am the Lord. And Moses spake so unto the children of Israel, but they hearkened not unto Moses for anguish of spirit and for cruel bondage. Wow. Here God has spoken where he said, I want for my people to live a life of abundance and to live abundantly. And yet we are seeing that God's people, were they were under cruel taskmaster. They were not living in an abundant place. And even when the good news, the good news of the gospel, the good news through the prophet, however it comes, when God sent his good news, because of this being under bondage of the spirit of cruelty, the curse of cruelty, they couldn't hear God's voice. They couldn't believe in his promises. How many Christians say, yeah, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it? Well, God didn't intend for us to live, you know, by pie in the sky, you know, later on. He wants for us to have a good life down here as well. Not that we won't have wars and tribulations, but there's a difference when God's favor is coming into your life, and there's also a difference when you're living under cruel bondage. But let me say this. God is against cruelty. He is very concerned with how we treat one another. And when people, especially Christians, treat other Christians with cruelty, they put themselves under a curse that does not get lifted off until repentance. So, folks, keep yourself righteous, clean, and be merciful to others. Now, you may be angry and upset with somebody and say, well, they don't deserve mercy. Well, err on the side of mercy and give it to them anyway. I'd rather you, you treat them kindly and walk away so that you have God's favor, so that you have his protection and you get his deliverance. Because if you respond with cruelty in revenge, then you too will receive cruelty. If you are treated cruelly, let God repay, but you keep yourself on God's side and just say, Lord, I give them to you. What they did to me was not right, was not fair. They treated me cruelly, but I choose to keep my heart right and I leave them for you to deal with. I forgive them and I'm moving on. Isaiah 59.1. Let's look just a little bit more how God is against cruelty. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Now, God doesn't have a short arm or short hand. He can save. Neither is his ear heavy that he can't hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. This is kind of serious. God is fully able, willing, and capable to take care of his people. But we're seeing a time and a place where 
you pray and nothing's happened or your life's not changing. It says, for your hands are defiled with blood, your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, your tongue hath muttered perverseness. None calls for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity, they speak lies, they conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. Here we're seeing the same theme, folks, of iniquity, but conceiving mischief, this is treating somebody cruelly or out of spite or revenge. The point is, is that if you feel that God's face is hid from you, then maybe it's your own actions. More than likely, it's probably somebody somewhere in your family lineage who was a very cruel and hard person, and you're still living under that bondage. My good news to you today and hope for this message is that we can break some of this off. We can we can come out from underneath of this and begin to live a life where Jesus is close, closer than a friend, a brother, and we can begin to live a life that he intended us to live. Verse 7, their feet run to evil. They make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity, wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they know not, and there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Therefore is judgment far from us, neither does justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold, obscurity. We want brightness, but we walk in darkness. Folks, I, I, I would challenge you and encourage you to look back in your ancestry. And if you had an ancestor who, for whatever reason, was just a hard and cruel, vicious person and treated people mean, then this comes upon him and this comes upon the family line. Isaiah 59 down to verse 18, according to their deeds, accordingly, he will repay fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies, to the islands he will repay recompense. It's quite possible that you're one of the ancestors of a cruel person and you're still living under the recompense. I was simply amazed when God began to show me this. And I just studied the Bible. I'd never heard this any time in my life, but it's all through God's word where he wants his people to treat one another with love, grace, and mercy, because that's his nature. And he is very against cruelty, and it meets with a swift judgment when we are that way. God's nature, for example, uh, in Exodus 34, God's nature is merciful, gracious, forgiving iniquity, forgiving transgressions. God is a merciful for God, and so we are to be that way as well. Psalm 103, 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious. I mean, aren't you glad that we don't have a cruel God? If cruelty is in your life in any fashion, it's not coming from God. God is not cruel. It's coming from either the enemy or result of something the enemy has done. The Lord God's merciful, gracious, slow to anger, plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. He is like, verse 13, as a father pitieth his children, for he knoweth our frame. He remembers that we are dust. So, folks, he is commanding us to be loving, merciful, 
slow to anger, gracious toward other people, even when they are not that way to us. I would rather be on God's good side and watch my treatment of others than to get recompensed with a life of slavery and hard burdens. Let me interject your definition of cruelty. Cruelty means violence or wrong or injustice, damage, oppression. Every once in a while, you know, we'll have an occasion to watch a movie, maybe it's a, a wartime movie, and even though they were nations at war one with another, sometimes what some soldiers did were just acts of cruelty that went beyond war, that went beyond fighting. They were cruel, vicious, um, Religions do this as well, uh, you know, burning people at the stake. Uh, I mean, what a cruel way to, <laughs> to end somebody's life. But God has a hatred towards people who are cruel, someone who's being hard, severe, fierce. And so he's merciful. He, sp- he expects us to live and act the same way, to become Christ-like. This is a, a, a different fruit for us to have instead of cruel actions. For us as Christians, God is very concerned about our reactions and our treatments of others. And cruelty is often an unrestrained response towards the actions of others against us. The opposite of being cruel is being merciful. And mercy is something that you give even if it's not deserved. But God expects and he commands us to be merciful. If you have a, uh, what do I call it? If you have a flippant mouth with a self-righteous spirit, you will find yourself under constant judgment or living under the effects of rewards, the fruit of cruelty. You have to learn how to cut people some slack. And just because the thoughts go through your mind, don't say it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't blast back with your mouth. Because I tell you, you'll reap a big time harvest that you won't like. And one that just doesn't fade away over time without some serious admittance of about it and, and repentance. You, know, you may have to pray, God, forgive me. I was cruel to that person. See, cruelty is evil. And God sees it as being unjust in administering judgment. Now, I'm not saying that you just take people's abuse, but we are to administer judgment in a right and proper way. Um, like when we return curses upon the heads of the senders, that sent us curses. Uh, you need to learn how to do this, but you do it without any emotions. You do it without getting mad or vengeful. You're just sending it back, saying, I didn't order this. It's not mine. I don't want it. It can go back to the head of the sender. Let's consider the fruit of cruelty. Again, it's it brings a judgment of God. It brings a curse of death. It causes uh, to be scattered like the vagabond spirit. It causes enslavement, where you become a slave, captive. You can't advance. You can't do anything. It causes more wounds, emotional wounds, and it causes so that you don't excel in life. Here's an example in Genesis 49.1. Jacob called unto his sons and said, gather yourselves together that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together and hear, ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, my strength, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, the excellency as power. You are 
unstable as water, you will not excel. Because thou went up to thy father's bed, you defiled it. He went up to my couch. Simeon, Levi, or brethren, instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. They shall not excel. Well, this is really a sad state of affairs. Jacob telling what's going to befall some of his sons because they were cruel. They were unstable as water. I'm sure you know of or have met people who are just so unstable. They go this way, they go that way, and they never accomplishing anything in life. They're like a vagabond. They wander here, wander there. Nothing ever gets built, established. They never advance. And some of this comes as a fruit of cruelty. Proverbs 17, 11. An evil man seeketh only rebellion. Therefore, a cruel messenger shall be sent against him. Wow. God expects us to submit to him, to his ways, to yield ourselves to the yielding of the Holy Spirit. We're to follow him. And here's a place where it says even rebellion opens a door for the spirit of cruelty to come in. Psalm 27, 12, deliver me not over unto the will of my enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted, unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thee, strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now here the psalmist says, dealing with false witnesses, he's lied about. I'd say the good thing in this, the psalmist's life here is that he had heard of the goodness of the Lord before cruelty had come. And he said, you know, I, I would have fainted if I had didn't have belief that God was good God. Psalm 74, 19 or 20, have respect unto the covenant for the dark places of the earth are full of the habitations of cruelty. Oh, let not the oppressed return or shame. Let the poor needy praise thy name. Some more of the fruit of cruelty we're seeing here, shame, being oppressed, and it's also telling us, folks, that the earth is full of the habitations of cruelty. There is cruelty all over. If you think that all men are good, then you obviously haven't met all men. Some people are vicious, cruel, and will bite and devour you. They have no care at all of considering your life and the effects on your life. Psalm twenty-five, nineteen. Consider my enemies, for they are many. They hate me with cruel hatred. Here we see hatred, another fruit. And hatred can be cruel. It's tied together. Again, another spirit that we'll see work together with cruelty. Deuteronomy 32, 32. Their vine is the vine of Sodom and of the fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are grapes of gall. Their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the poisons of dragons and the cruel venom of asp. We often see the spirit of cruelty run with alcoholic spirits or alcoholic patterns, you know, because you lose all your inhibitions and when you get drunk, uh, pretty soon you have all the patterns of being cruel. This is where we see the abuse. The drunken husband comes home and beats his wife and, and beats the kids, hatred, anger, and this is perhaps where it even started from, cruelty. Alcohol spirits, which come in by drinking alcohol, 
opens the door for spiritual cruelty. It's not worth it to drink, folks. Stay away from all alcohol. Job 30, verse 21. Thou art become cruel to me. With thy strong hand, thou oppressed thyself against me. Thou lifteth me up in the wind. Thou causest me to ride upon it and dissolve my substance. More fruit of cruelty. We see destruction of your property, loss of possessions, people robbing you, stealing your possessions. Often this is the curse of cruelty on your family life. Another one in Psalm 25. Did you know the Bible had so much to say about cruelty? Again, Psalm 25, verse 16. Turn unto thee, unto me, have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my distresses. Look upon mine affliction and my pain. Forgive me of my sins, but consider my enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. O keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. This is an excellent song, psalm, folks, in regard to cruelty and the effects of it, being desolate, afflicted, Troubles of your heart are, are enlarged, affliction and pain, and the prayer is a good prayer. Lord, look upon me. Look at all my enemies. And this is one thing about cruelty is that often they, um, they band together. And this is the nature of the enemy, the nature of demons. And you don't get attacked by just a wolf. It's always a group of wolves that band together. And it says, for they are many and they hate me with a cruel hatred. And the prayer is, deliver me, Lord. Desolate, alone, poor, needy, weak, shame. These are the effects. And there's a, a great number of Psalms. Psalm 71 reads that. Proverbs 5.1, the whole Proverbs of chapter 5.1, um, there's one verse, Proverbs 5.9, uh, talks about staying away from the adulterer, the adulteress, lest thou give thy honor unto others and thy years unto the cruel. And strangers then, filled with your wealth, thy labors be in the house of a stranger. Uh, it always amazes me that people think that they can commit adultery and have five minutes of fun and not have an effect upon you. <laughs> no, it has a great effect upon you. You lose your honor, you lose your respect, and the rest of your life turns to the cruel. Strangers get your wealth. <laughs> you lose your house. Usually the first thing that happens, because when you commit adultery, when you give in to that, uh, you get a divorce and you lose the house. And it all comes from that. So premature death, captivity, and you can study that for yourself. Lost wealth, lost honor, labors. Where Are your labors where you just work for others? That's a picture of enslavement. What are you building for your own life? Learn to become an entrepreneur, to develop your own business, your own company. Become somebody who begins to build something of your own. Grief, destruction of health, lust. Addictions are captivating, folks, and it takes you toward this. Alcoholic addictions, lust addiction, any kind of addiction send you down the road of the enemy. And by the way, this is the nature of the devil. He's cruel. He's cruel taskman, and you get those spirits. I hope you can see why I, my heart is to see God's people set free. I, I don't want anybody to live this kind of a life, and it's why I, I enjoy 
preaching the good news that there's freedom. You can get free from these things. Precursor to doing cruel acts is hatred of instruction, despising reproof, disobedience, unteachable spirit, evil, iniquity, witchcraft, adultery, divorcing, all of these things which are mentioned in Proverbs 5. Malachi chapter 2 talks about why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother? Judah has dealt treacherously. Um, Malachi 2.15, therefore take heed to your spirit, let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. For the Lord God of Israel, saying that he, he hateth putting away, for one covereth violence with his garment, saith the Lord of hosts. Therefore take heed to your spirit that you deal not treacherously. Folks, if you divorce your spouse just because you want a younger version uh, this can really fall into dealing treacherously, especially because you made a vow until death do we part, and you better learn how to fix your marriage and get things right. Don't give in to the way of cruelty. And it's amazing how many people, even in divorce and stuff, they turn vicious, they turn cruel. They can't just part their ways and say, well, blessings on your brother, sister, whatever. Even in church or ministry, Christians are cruel to one another if they don't all do the same thing together. Proverbs eleven seventeen: the merciful man doeth good to his own soul, but he that is cruel troubles his own flesh. Wow, did you see that? Maybe I should reread it. The merciful man doeth good to his own soul. All the people that come into your life during today, during tomorrow, in the future, show them mercy, and you will do good to your own soul. But if you show them cruelty, you're troubling your own flesh. Now, the word flesh is two ways. You're troubling your own body, and you're troubling your descendants. You want a good life for your children? Then be merciful to other people. Proverbs 12.10, a righteous man regardeth not the life of his beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Even the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. If you want to know if that person you're dating is a potential marriage candidate, look and see how they are around children and animals. And you know what? If they have a cruel spirit to animals, run because you don't want to get tied in with that because you're going to be you're marrying into cruelty and you're going to have a life of hard labor, sickness, death, etc. Proverbs 12.10 says, A righteous man regardeth the life of his beast. The tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. There's another one, Proverbs 27.3. Stone is heavy, sand is weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than them both. Wrath is cruel. Anger is outrageous, and who is able to stand before envy? I mean, you've met people, I'm sure, in the workplace where they are just so jealous or envious of you and what you're done, and you become the object, the fruit of their wrath or anger and envy, and they are unleasing hordes of cruelty to come against you. If you have an anger problem, you will treat people cruelly, and ultimately you're going to live under a curse from God. So in order to gain freedom, it will take you know, some serious personal reflection or asking God where did, where is this coming from? And it may require some extreme character change, especially in your responses toward other people. Because God does not take lightly returning evil for good or evil for evil. Judges 9.23 
says God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech, the man of Shechem, that it was the cruelty done to the three score and ten sons of Jerubbabel. We're seeing here that cruelty is a spirit. We have curse of cruelty, the spirit of cruelty, and getting freedom or victory over this. Well, again, remember cruelty, a cruel spirit doesn't work alone. Usually it's accompanied with hatred, anger, pride, lust, envy, lack of compassion, alcoholic spirits. If you have an anger problem, you have a cruelty problem. Let me repeat that because it went over your head. If you have an anger problem, you have a cruelty problem. You will treat people cruelly and you will live under a curse from God. The world is full of psychopaths, emotionally bound, wicked, violent, unjust people. Get to know them before you become entangled with them, before you marry them, before you become a, a business partner with or whatever. Ephesians 4.26 gives us a good word. of says, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. You know, people do things to us and it makes us angry. Uh, not all anger is wrong. It's what you do with it. Neither give place to the devil. What that means is don't respond with cruelty or you're giving place to the devil to come and take from your life. Verse 31, it says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Malice, you know, like I want to get back. I want to poke them, prod them. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Now, if we will live by that, that will protect you from cruelty trying to get a door open into your life. Multiple verses on being merciful. Show yourself, be merciful to other people, and it will come back to you. Multiple verses, Luke chapter 6, Luke chapter 18, Psalm 18, 2 Samuel 22. You know, write those down and, and look them up. Malice is an ill will or desire to injure. It's wickedness, it's depravity, and it says we're to put away all malice. Multiple verses, run the references, get yourself a good concordance, look up all the verses about malice, all the verses about mercy, all the verses about cruelty, and you're going to be surprised. And God sees these things. God's response towards cruelty and the fruit and effects of cruelty in his people, his desire is to set us free from cruelty. You know, Ezekiel 34, verse 1, it talks about cruel shepherds. I mean, there are some people, and by the way, sometimes Christians can be extremely cruel. And Ezekiel 34 says, woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? The disease have you not strengthened? Neither have you healed that was sick. Neither have you bound up that which was broken. Neither have you brought again that which was driven away. Neither have you sought that which was lost, but with force and cruelty have you ruled over them. This is the, the description of the scribes and Pharisees, the legalists. And it's sad to say, but there are definitely some ministries, churches out there, pastors who are cruel people. You know, the psychopaths tend to advance to positions of leadership, and they could care less about the people. 
And so if you're going to the church and you're not seeing people that are getting their emotional wounds bound up, if they're not being healed, if they're not being encouraged, but instead if they're, they're, being, they're being ruled by that, then you might want to look for a new pastor. God can set you free. And it's my hope and name. I'm trying to leave some time here so that we can uh, pray together here at the end of this message. And I'll come against and break off the curse of cruelty and call out some of these spirits. Sheila, what do you think of that? Are we in time for some mass deliverance? Let's go ahead and, yeah, let's do it. Let's do deliverance. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Because, uh, folks, it can be broken off. and Your life could change a lot just with this one message. Agree with me in prayer. Let's come before the Lord. And, and if you want to get deliverance from the spirit of cruelty, just breathe it out as I give the command. Just tell it to go. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we come against each and every spirit of cruelty and curses of cruelty. Lord, your word declares that we can ask forgiveness of the sins of our fathers, the judgments, the iniquities, the whoredoms, the things that travel down the fam family lineage. And so, Lord, we ask that you would forgive us for any family line sins, our fathers, forefathers, ancestors who treated people with cruelty, hatred, and anger. We ask, Lord, that the effects of their sins be taken off of the family lineage in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, because Jesus bore the curse for us. And Father, we come against these spirits that continue to plague us, that follow us in Jesus' name, and every evil spirit that haunts us with cruelty, causing us to be enslaved. We order you to manifest and leave in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, just take a deep breath now. Tell them to go. Every spirit of cruelty, of being enslaved, of being taken captive, people are abusive, controlling, domineering to you all the time. We break this off and I command you demons to leave. Living in extreme poverty, come out in Jesus' name. All of the, the fruit of cruelty in Jesus' name, of, of premature death, of being scattered, of vagabond, of never excelling in life. I come against these spirits and command you to come out right now. All of the cruel spirits, spirits of anger, rage, wrath, where to the point now where you get so easily angry, you come out, demons, in Jesus' name. The spirits of anger, people lying about you, being a false witness to you, every spirit of being shamed, of being hated when you've done nothing wrong, come out in Jesus' name. All of the alcohol spirits, patterns of alcohol, of being cruel, treating people with cruelty, hating people, anger, extreme anger, bitterness, resentment, your property being destroyed, your possessions being robbed, stolen, taken, living under the curse of cruelty. Father, we break this off in Jesus' name, and I command you spirits to go out. The thief must repay sevenfold. I, Lord, I loose angels to go and bring back the possessions to your people that have been stolen. Being desolate, alone, poor, needy, weak, no one to look out for you, being confused, enslaved, taken captive because of cruelty. Lord, we break off these judgments, iniquities, the cruel messenger that follows your people around. We loose the angel of the Lord, go after him, chase him away in Jesus' name. Shame, being hatred, cruel hatred, anger. Come out, demons, in Jesus' name. Manifest and go. Mom, treating people with anger, out of anger, reacting out of anger, viciousness, in Jesus' name. Come out. All of the lost wealth, lost honor, lost labors, 
destruction of your health, giving in to the addictions of lust. Father, we break off these patterns and I command these spirits to come out as well too in Jesus' name. Every spirit of cruelty come out right now. Hatred, anger, pride, lust, lack of compassion, alcoholic, hardness of heart in Jesus' name. Emotionally bound, walls so thick around the heart, you're not going to share or do anything with other people in Jesus' name. Stingy, tight, come out, all you demons in Jesus' name. The spirit of the psychopath, emotionally bound up, wicked spirits, violent spirits, always ready to fight, fist fight, the spirit of the brute, come out, demons, in Jesus' name. Every spirit that travels with the spirits of cruelty, come out in Jesus' name. Lord, I loose angels to go and assist and help your people in getting deliverance. Poverty, hunger, starvation, being under the curse of cruelty. Lamentations chapter 4. Come out in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask that you would open a door blessing for all of those, Lord, that is breaking off this curse, all of those that are repenting and choosing to change their lifestyle, how we treat one another. Lord, bless them. Open the doors because you are a God of mercy. You're slow to anger, Lord. And for all of those, Lord, who have said, Pastor is right. I need to be concerned with my treatment of other people. I want to treat them as the Lord Jesus Christ would have me to treat them. Cruelty, come out. Curses of cruelty, we break these off in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Off of ourselves, our family lineage, our children, our grandchildren forevermore in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, we praise you and thank you that you can and do and are willing to break these curses off and to assist us to get free from all of these spirits in Jesus' name today. And we thank you, Lord, for this. Amen and amen. Amen. Wow, such a powerful show today. Thank you so much, Pastor Monty. Very quickly, Monty, I want you to talk very quickly about the powerful workshop that's coming up in April. I want to really encourage people to get out to this. Give us the information on the spring workshop, if you will. Oh, definitely. Uh, the workshops really are a good place, and we like to do multiple ones in a year because they just, they're just they such a catalyst to get things going. Um, if you go to my website, wccd.store, there on the front page, you'll find links to our workshop, and click on that. Uh, we have a, a registration fee, and you can sign up there, and as well as details, wccd.store, you'll see the 2020 April 24th through 26th workshop register today and we'd love to have you come there'll be multiple messages and multiple opportunities to get deliverance as well as you know we're gonna we'll have our whole entire store there where you can purchase many things you may even meet other deliverance workers in your own area so we'd love to have you come have a weekend of deliverance with us excellent well thank you so much monty for coming on the show we look forward to coming back real soon Thank you, Sheila. It's a, it's a delight to me, and I really love seeing God's people get set free. And thanks for having me on. I appreciate it so much. Folks, that was Pastor Monty Mulkey. His information is up on your screen. Well, we're out of time. We'll see you real soon. Thanks for listening to the program today. Good night, and God bless you.